Welcome everyone to another episode of BA Out the Bar, but this one's a spin-off called Post-Match Pint. My name is Chris. I have got three others in this in this episode. Trying to get Shearer, Mika Richards, and uh, Danny Murphy, but they all kindly said no. So instead, I've got these three. So guest number one is co-presenter of BAR at the Bar, Dan. How are you? Uh, number one, I'm honoured. Yeah, you see. <laughs> Got to take priorities, mate. People that are on the pod get first priority. <laughs> yeah, and also it wasn't me. It was me that was picked and not Ant, who was clearly shunned. <laughs> guest two. This one's got his own podcast with oh. a person called Stu. And funny enough, they called themselves the Stu and Our Pod. I've got Al from that. Are you okay, mate? I'm good, thank you. I'm surprised you said Danny Murphy. Could you not think of Ian Wright or Gary Lineker? No, I had to keep the bolds with, you know. Oh, fair enough. Take the bolds are going to take over the world. Or <laughs> football pun in the tree anyway. I just needed to remember Jason Mohammed, And then I might have got the full triple. <laughs> and our final guest... Who hasn't got a podcast, I don't think. And it's no. Sam. Are you okay, mate? All right, mate. Good, good. So today's episode is going to be a, like I say, a summer transfer special. So we've got our top 10 loan or transfers for the Premier League. And we've got our top three to watch out for. So with further ado, we go with the top 10. And I think I'll start with your number 10, please, Sam. Uh, I've gone with Cameron Archer. Yeah. It's a bit of a bit of a risky one, but I think he's potentially like Sheffield United are probably down unless they get in someone who's going to score them the goals. And he might, to be honest, he might be useless like when they got Brewster from Liverpool, but it... It's at least a risk I think it was worth taking. He's, he's done well in the championship. I know he was highly rated, though. If Villa are willing to let him go, then maybe they know something I don't. Yeah. No, I mean, he, I think he did very well. Was it at Middlesbrough? Yeah. He was on loan out. And he's done very well in under 21s as well. I think he scored a couple of goals, was it, on his debut? Before yeah. The... And it was his, was it his shot that Pickford had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we That's all know about Al's love for, for Everton. I'm sure you were <laughs> devastated with that, were you, Al? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glorious. Good, nice. No, good start. What about you then, Al? What's your number 10? Uh, my number 10, I've gone with, uh, couldn't leave Matt, Jimmy Milner from oh, Liverpool yeah. to Brighton on a free. He played, I, I saw him play the other day. I, he, he still looks good, doesn't he? Like, for his age, he's still a decent player, and I think he'll do quite well in that. Brighton team, so yeah, I think that's a great transfer for him. Yeah, good workhorse, good captain. Yeah. Get stuck yeah, in, and the amount of players that Brighton have lost, and they the ones that have bought in. You know, Jimmy Milner is a good replacement for anyone, isn't he? Really? No, I totally agree. <laughs> Go on then, Dan. What about your number ten, mate? Number ten, I've gone for Paul Torres. Oh, okay, yeah, Mr. Emery's uh, main man. Exactly. Yeah, he knows exactly what he's getting from Pau Torres. So I think he's going to ultimately build the centre of that defence around him. So I think that's a big signing for Villa. That's a very good, very good one. Okay, number nine then, Sam. Uh, 
gone for, I think it's Doku, the winger Man City signed. Oh, yeah, yeah, from Red, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. mean, he looked good. Little bits I've seen him playing for Belgium in the World Cup and stuff like that. And it, to be honest, he might not play that much for Man City, but if he does play for Man City, then there's a chance for him to show off, you know. So he's one where he might not do that much this season because players often at Man City take a while to get going. But if he can do, if he can get in the Man City team and show his, his stuff, he'll he'll have a lot of opportunity to impress, won't he? Yeah, no, that's a good one. Quite a young young player as well. Quite a high price tag on him, but I'm yeah. sure Pep's done his groundwork. I've, uh, I've got Doku on my list as well. Oh, oh, sorry, mate. Where did you put him on yours? So, uh, number four. Wow. Yeah, yeah okay. I've seen a bit of Doku. Uh, really like him. He's incredible in one-on-ones. Uh, really, really pacey. Really fast acceleration to go past people. As soon as he's dropped the shoulder, he's gone by you. Uh, when playing for Wren, got to see him live when Leicester played Wren in the Europa League, which was only two years ago. It's incredible, isn't it? But yeah, Doku frightened the life out of me when he was running at the Leicester defence. He was the one player that we just could not handle. And I've seen him a couple of times at Belgium as well. He's, he's really a special talent. I think Man City, they just wanted to get him at any price. That's why the tag's so high. I think he's going to be really good on the wing there. So I put him number four. to Doku at a bright first half at times and here he goes oh it's a moment of quality for this new talent in the Premier League his first goal for Manchester City and what a first goal an immediate impact to the start of the second half okay Al you're on number uh, nine man. yeah my number nine I also went for Pau Torres um yeah I think for okay. th- 31 and a half million it's a a really decent sign. I know he, he came in first game for Mings with Mings's injury um, in a you know heavy defeat, but he looks a decent player. And as Dan said, I think they're, they're going to build their defence around him. And you know he, it's a great signing. And uh, Villa were one of the best teams in the transfer window, I think, this year. And I think that's a, a fantastic signing for the price that they got him for. No, again, like I said, with Dan, he's an Emery signing. He's He's, he's humongous as well, isn't he? Well, about yeah. six six, so he's going to nab a few um, possible goals off set pieces or stopping set pieces. Always been on the cusp, I think, of the Spanish um, squad as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good one. Straight back to you then, Sam. Number eight. Uh, I've gone with Fatty. The yeah, the player Brighton got on loan from Barca. What a, what a crazy signing that was! Yeah, that came about that one, a bit actually. left field. Anyone else got fatty or no? I put him down as a one to watch. Yeah. He's one one where the fact that he's going, he's ended up at Brighton shows that he's he's kind of fallen a bit. And I know he's had a lot of injuries. But if essentially Brighton are getting a player who at some point was thought of as sort of the future of Barcelona and he he can really turn it on for them, then you know, potentially they could maybe push for a top four and then it's worth it. But I put him a bit lower because it is just a loan. I think it was a good deal for both sides. I think probably boss were looking at the FFP on there. Mm. But the guy took over um, 
the number 10 shirt from Messi, didn't they? They expected a lot more. Hasn't quite worked out. You'll get European football. It will definitely be a bit of a culture shock, I think, for me in Barcelona. But a very, very strange signing, wasn't it? Mm. But no, it's a good bit, good bit of business by them just for loan. Okay, Al, your number eight. Uh, I've gone for number number eight. I don't quite know how to pronounce his name. It's the Man City defender. Is it Garvard Dial? Garvard. Garvard. Yeah. Anyone um, else got got him on your list on their lists? The only yeah. reason I put him so so low in the list um, is the price tag seventy seven yeah. million. Um, obviously, he's unproven in the Premier League, but um, if he's if he's as good as the saying he is, and 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 how he was playing for Leipzig, then you know they've got a, they've got a future prospect there, haven't they? Really, because he what is he twenty two? I think. Yeah, yeah, he's very young. I remember yeah. in the World Cup, he was wearing the mask, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, where did you have him, Sam? I had him fifth. Fifth. He's, again, he's like it is a lot of money, and they don't mm. really need him to be honest, but. You know, they always get the right transfers, don't they, Man City? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what about yours, Dan? So, uh, I've not given you my number nine yet. Are we on, we're on number nine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, we're number, yeah. yeah sorry. Can <laughs> you do a double then, one for me? I made an error. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, number nine, I've gone for Nicholas Jackson. Yeah, that's a good one. Anyone else go with, with him on that one? No. No, I mean, it, it, it's pretty hard to put Chelsea players on this list because they've <laughs> yeah. signed so many. Uh, but the reason I have put him on is that um, it, it fills a need for them. They're really thin on strikers, and it was pretty clear they weren't going to try and retain Lukaku. So I just imagine what that squad would look like if they didn't have Jackson. Uh, they've signed Nkunku, but he's injured. So they really are relying on Jackson to, well, play, because they've not got anyone else, uh, but also for goals. And he's had a really good pre-season, so he looks like he's going to slot in well there. Good work rate, good strength. Looks like a good fit for the Premier League. So yeah, I just thought it was worth calling him out. Yeah, I mean he had a really good season at Real. From again, Villarreal. Sorry, um, at the end I think he scored something like seven in seven games yeah. or something like that. What's your number eight while you're here as well, Dan? <laughs> All right, number eight, I've gone for Dean Henderson. Yeah, that's a good yeah. solid one. Yeah. Anyone else put him on that on your list? No, he was he was he was hanging around the list, yeah. but he didn't make it in the end. I thought twenty millions are steal for him, to be honest. Um any more info on that one, Dan? Well, Crystal Palace, they've let uh, Gaisha go, the keeper that started last season. So they're down to just Sam Johnston. If they wanted to bring in someone for competition, and with Henderson, he's played for England. He had a good season at Forest. Uh, he's been a bit unlucky not to get opportunities at Man United, especially with um, De Gea leaving and then immediately bringing in another number one. So I think he's a bit unlucky. But he's going to play every week at Crystal Palace. He might be able to establish himself and get back in the fold for England. And I think Palace, they're getting a steal, like you said, at 20 million as well, and a top quality keeper. So, all round, it's, uh, I think that's a really good one. Yeah. Definitely. No, I think bang on with that one. Okay, Sam, you're number seven. Uh, I went and cuckoo for Chelsea. I know he's yeah. injured, so it's kind of, I think if he wasn't injured, he'd maybe 
pushing for near the top spots. But from what I've seen of him, he's class. Oh yeah, yeah, pace, he's pace and strength. Yeah, the fact that well, is he even going to play much at all in this season? I mean, he's pretty much done his knee, isn't he? So he might not feature at all. But yeah, I think if he does. You know, I think he's probably one of the best players anyone signed, but whether it ends up being a good signing for this season, probably not, because he's not going to play much. Mm. So I've had him quite low down the list. But no, that's fair enough. Oh, uh, number seven, seven. I've gone um, Sabozlai for Liverpool. Oh yeah, um, um, great, great player. Looks a great player. Sixty million. Looks, it looks like he's, you know, he's fitted in really well there. That Liverpool were desperate for midfielders, weren't they? This summer, um, and he's a. I think he'll. I think he'll probably, probably be Liverpool's best signing that they've made. I think he's he's better than McAllister. Um, I think he's just going to run that midfield, isn't he? Really, with for them. So yeah, yeah. really good player. Yeah, like, no, I agree. He looks like very, very good on the ball. Calm, mm. very calm. Got a very good shot on him. Uh, I think they got the deal. I think he had a seventy million release clause. I yeah, I met it. Um, no, it looks very solid signing. Sam, where did you have him? I did thir- third. Yeah, I did third. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, anything else to add on to that, or are you? Just you know, he's a he's a player I know. I've heard a good reputation. The little bits I've seen so far from him, he looks pretty good. You know, like that sort of link between the sort of midfield and the attack for Liverpool, yeah. and Liverpool have got such great options up front that he should be able to. Like, find space himself or set up other players for, for goals and stuff. So, I think. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. You're number seven then, Dan? Uh, just on uh, Bosley, I put him down as my one to watch, basically just to echo what the other guys are saying. I yeah. think I think he will emerge as the, the the sort of the diamond in that midfield. I think he will run the show. So I think we'll see him grow and uh, lead that midfield as the season goes on, from what I've seen so far, when you've seen glimpses. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, number seven, I've gone for Ibrahim Sangare. Yes, I was quite surprised with this sign. I think it's a very good, shrewd bit of business, to be honest. Go and then down with that. Yeah, it's, it's another one where I've had the pleasure of seeing him live when he was at PSV and they came to Leicester in the Europa Conference League semi-finals. Uh, he stood out as the... He bossed the show, basically, for midfield. He was a real physical presence. Nobody could get the ball off him. Um it was brilliant in the air when everything, every set piece, he was the one that ended up and heading it clear. Real physical presence, gets around the pitch as well, links the play. He's, um, he's a really good defensive midfielder. And again, I think he'll slot in the Premier League really well. £30 million, I think, is a bit cheap for what I've seen of this guy. I thought it'd be yeah. nearer to 50 So I think Forrest have got a really good sign in there on deadline mm. day. Really surprised that he left, actually, um, mm. for, for number one, that price. And then, and not being too too rude, but PSV are in the Champions League at the moment. They probably won't be at Christmas, so he could have left, had Champions League football and then moved at Christmas. But obviously, must have just have been at the right time for him. Yeah, exactly. With the money there, Sam. Exactly. Yeah, I saw some of the comments from PSV fans were quite unhappy that um, he's just taken the money and ditched them. That was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because they, I think, um, was it Brentford that tried to now PSV striker? I think on the last day, but he stayed. So that was a, a bit of a shock. I think that he, he left anyway. Okay, 
Number six, Sam. Uh, it's it's kind of a trio, but Ooh, I'm, okay. I'm, 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 I'd say Ward Prowse, but I think uh, is it Alvarez and Kudos? Yeah. Whatever. Like, I think oh, that's yeah. really good business from West Ham all round. I just went for Ward Prowse because he's yeah. I've seen him a lot more than the other two, you know. But Alvarez, I've got him. Oh, I've got him in number four. What have you got him in, Dan? Uh, number two for me. Number two. Oh, well, we all can chip in then. <laughs> he, he, you know, he's going to get you three or four goals from a free kick at least every season. Great corners, great sort of free kicks into the box as well. Especially a team like West Ham, we've got quite a lot of physical players as well. Uh, you know, they've already started off really well. So, uh, and, uh, you know, Alvarez experienced international for mexico and kudos look you know a good player at the world cup so i think considering they sold rice and that there was a lot of sort of doom and gloom about them and they've made three good signings there and they've all you know they've been unbeaten already on this start of the season beat chelsea beat brighton yeah on oh, the they lose to liverpool no but no, they look, they look they've looked good. I mean, Kudos is going to give them a real, real attacking impetus. But I don't know if you guys have got him on your list, so we won't talk too much about him. Um, but Will Prowse, anything else, Trad? Are they out? I think I was just surprised that not many other teams came. Well, nobody else seemed to come in for him for less than thirty million. It was is a bargain. He's you know he was the best player at Southampton last season. As Sam says, he's all, he's going to get you a few goals. So, I mean, he's a perfect fit for West Ham. I think seeing him watching the um, the game the other day last week when he set up a goal from a corner. He's, his corners are terrific. His free kicks. He's such a, a a good signing for someone like West Ham. I think. Anything more to add there, Dan? Uh, for that, uh, just the. When he was at Southampton, he was really martial in the midfield. And I think you're going to see that at West Ham as well, filling the boots of Declan Rice. He'll do a lot of the dirty work defensively. And then he'll also bring a bit of quality with the passing play as well. I think he's a superb fit and he's an absolute snip at 30 billion. Can't yeah. believe that no one else went for him, especially with Liverpool needing midfielders and 30 million pounds being the price tag. So, yeah, it's a great, it's a great coup for West Ham. Jose Sarr said, look, make sure there's at least two in the wall because he might actually have a crack here at this late stage. Which he did! Oh, what a goal! What an astounding free kick! Well, you've got no right to score from that sort of range. That is a belter. There's not many better in the world. At scoring from a free kick than James Ward Prowse, and there's another example. Uh, Al, your number six. I've gone with uh, Tenali, uh, to stick a Newcastle player. Oh. He's, I, I think it was, it was such a surprise when he came, leaving yeah. AC Milani's boyhood. You know, the team that he wanted to play at at such a young age. I didn't think, I, I didn't think we'd generally get him when I first heard about it. Uh, he's fitting really well. Uh, did really well pre-season and the first few games he's looked he's looked like best midfielder he's he's outshone Bruno Gameras and Joe Linton in the in the opening games I think he's still getting up to speed with you know the the high press and stuff like that so he's not played 
I think he's only played one full 90 minutes at the moment. But uh, I like the look of him. I, I, I really like the look of him so far. And you don't get many players coming from Italy that are massively successful in the Premier League. So I'm hoping, well, I was hoping as a Newcastle fan that he will. No, 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 no. I, was, I was very surprised he left. Yeah. Um, because he was Milan through and through. I think it was the, the team he supported as a kid. When you first told me about it, I was like, he isn't going to leave. But obviously, yeah. he, he's gone and, well, yeah, he's going to, it looks like he started well anyway. And he went to Weatherspoons for a, for a meal. What a lad, eh? What yeah. a lad. <laughs> Someone had sent him to Weatherspoons. Yeah, the only problem with that was that he did reserve the table, though. So he did have a bit more sort of celebrity status yeah. with it. If he just walked in, that yeah. would have been even better. And just said, is someone sitting there? And then helped himself to a Weatherspoons. Order the Nuki Brown. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or just downed it in front of everyone, goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. see, I'm one of you. <laughs> Dan, I think you've done your number six already. Uh, no, no. Number okay. six, I've gone for Matteo Kovacic. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, yeah, I understand that one. So, yeah, he's uh, been very reliable in the midfield for Chelsea. Does a bit of everything, bit of bit of quality. Gets box to box. Definitely likes the tackle, physical presence. Uh, surprised Chelsea sold him. I uh, appreciate there's a bit of a financial fair play and uh, they're committed to a, a rebuild. But 30 million, I think, is on the cheap side again. Um, and Man City, they know exactly what they're getting. Uh, with Gundogan leaving, they've brought in someone else who's going to bring that calmness, that, that presence in midfield. And it just it will help all the other players around him play. Hmm. So I think he's going to slot in well. Yeah, totally agree with that one. That I think he's gone... Sort of to some of the other transfers, quite under the radar a little bit, hasn't it? You know, the cost as well. It's very cheap, someone of that sort of quality and experience. Perfect, really, for, for what Man City want. Right then, Sam. Got a number five for us. Yeah, I've already done that. So, Claude Grabiel or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Al? Uh, number five, I've gone with um, Joe Pedro from Watford to, to Bright for 30 million. Okay. Um, it was I, it was one of them that it was only really today that I was when I was looking through and I thought oh, yeah that's a because I saw him play the other week and he's a decent you know he's a decent mm-hmm. player that's a again another player that Brighton have bought in for all the money that they that they've um, that they've bought in to get a player as decent as him for thirty million I thought that, that'll help him out a little bit on it really him and Jim, Jimmy Milner. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think, I think it's a decent signing for Brighton. I think it'll help them along. I think it'll do really well there. I thought it was a it was a great signing for the money. Not overly spectacular, but... Decent. Yeah, I know that Newcastle were looking at him quite heavily, weren't they, last yeah. year as well? I think, yeah, last year. Yeah. He was uh, very close to making my list, but I didn't quite put him on in the end. Um, he's another one where I've seen him live play for Watford against Leicester. He was really... Uh, it was really obvious that how threatening he was running at people he can go around them both ways uh, very skillful and pretty quick he's a good player and i think brighton have struggled a little bit for center forwards i know we're seeing evan ferguson emerge now but um i think that having the depth in the squad in that role is something they've been lacking so yeah. it's it's a really good addition to the squad yeah cool. okay what about you yourself there dan you got yourself a number five 
Yeah, I've gone for James Trafford to Burnley for 19 oh, yeah, uh, from uh, Man City. It's a difficult one to leave out, that. Anyone else got him? You got him out? No, I said he was... Yeah. I had him written down. He was yeah. on number 11. He was <laughs> number 11 or 12. I had 12 players written down. He was in there. So, obviously, he performed really well for the England under-21s in the tournament. I think that's probably enough to convince Burnley that um, he had something about him. Obviously, he's got he's got great range at getting across his goal, getting down low, very comfortable on the ball, as modern keepers are nowadays and what the, the game calls for. Uh, 19 millions, it's it's a, probably a little bit uh, expensive for a goalkeeper who's relatively unproven. But then again, if you look at uh, longevity and potential, you sort of think, well, actually... They've rolled the dice on this one. If they can get a top keeper out of him, which he looks like he could be, then I think he's going to serve them very well in the future and they're, they're probably going to make the money back anyway. So um, that's why I like the investment in a young player. And he's going to get to play every week in the Premier League mm. against a team that's that really needs a goalkeeper to be on their game and performing well every week. So I think it's good for James Trafford. He's probably going to get a chance to get an England call-up this season, is, is my prediction for that. And then uh, I think Burnley are going to get the money back anyway it's a good investment it's the sort of the old school way of doing a bit of business because i remember didn't joe hart go on like before he broke through at man city he went All to those burnley, years he? he went to burnley didn't he yeah and i just think that that's just a clever bit bit of play there because obviously man city have got their buyback clause as well which is quite useful for for them Hmm. Um, and I think he's going to do very well there. He's going to be kept busy, unfortunately, just the way it is in the Premier League with Burnley. The, the way that they play, it's quite attacking as well. So he's going to be a busy lad. And if he pulls out a few good performances, it's only going to rise his stock level, isn't it? So yeah, that's a very good one. I've got a prediction for James, for Trafford, right? He will be a Newcastle goalkeeper in within the next five years. Because I think if you look at the top teams of their goalkeepers, they're all fairly young. Pope's 29, 30, mm. I think. And so I think Trafford will, get, will move to St. James's Park at some point. And you can listen back to this in five I'll years. I'll clip it up. I'll clip it right. up, wait in, and I'll send it every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all waiting until that fifth year. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Number four, Sam, if you're not listening. Uh, Diabe from Villa. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, he's all, already probably at the moment been one of the best signings of the summer so far in his performances. Yeah, absolutely rapid. He's got a couple of goals already. Looking like a good partnership with Watkins. Villa, after a bit of a disaster first game of the season, have done pretty well, haven't they? So. Okay, well, that's a good one. Um, you got him on your list as well, Al? I've got him as number one. Oh, number one? Yeah. yeah. Anything else to add to that? He's the one player I wish Newcastle had signed <laughs> in the summer. He looks he looks brilliant. And I've already said how good Aston Villa's transfer window's been. I think getting him in for, he was just shy of 50 million, wasn't it? He yeah. looks like he's going to be absolutely brilliant. I think, uh, he, I think he's quite sort of well driven as well because yeah um, he was going there's a higher offer i think from a saudi club mm. where he could have earned like double the amount of money I, I heard but he wanted to stay in europe and play in europe which i think shows he's quite well driven yeah but watching him 
so far, he, he just he's one of those players. I think if he was in a better team, he's he'd shine even more. You know, if he'd gone to a, a sort of a Liverpool or you know an Arsenal or something like that, Arsenal was a team that I'm surprised didn't go in for him. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be brilliant. Cadinha in the kind of territory he enjoys. Watkins, Diaby, there's an answer. What an answer! It's quite the day for the debutants. Musa Diaby. Your number four, then, please, Dan. Uh, we've done mine as well, Jeremy Doku. God, yes. This is what happens. Swing straight back to you there, Sam. I've done mine as well. It's Sobber's line, number three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're flying through these now. Oh. The number three. Yes, please. Uh, I've gone with James Madison from uh, Thomas okay. Willester. 40 million. He's he's done well in that team already, hasn't he? He looks good. I mean, he was always he's, he was always a good player for Leicester. I don't know how Dan feels about Madison. <laughs> Well, I've put him at number one on my list. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Fair enough then. Um, but yeah, he looks... I mean, that Tottenham team looks decent already. Um, I, I, it doesn't look like they're missing Kane at all at the minute. And I think Madison's come in. Um, he's played really well. I think it's, Tottenham have had a bit of a issue of signing attacking players recently with like Richarlison. And, you know, they've never really got anyone that can push into that um that starting that starting block at the front but i think he's just coming in he looks great i think he'll get a lot of goals this season a lot of assists so yeah looking good okay dan do you want to add any more on to that is he yeah. your number one yeah yeah it's, uh, I, I obviously think quite a lot of james madison um he's absolute quality on the ball he will always make someone miss when he's uh under pressure yeah uh, he's He's quite thin and wiry, but uh, at the same time, he doesn't mind getting knocked about. He knows how to use his body, get up between the player and the ball, picks up so many free kicks. He'll take the ball, not just uh, when he's further up the pitch around the box, but also in deeper positions. He's like a quarterback. He'll uh, get the play moving forward. And we've already seen Spurs use him a bit in that role as well. So uh, they know what they're getting. They're going to get the most out of him. And he's got plenty of players around him that he can create goals for, the likes of Son, Richarlison, Kulisevsky. I don't think they're going to miss Kane because they've got a creator and they've got other people that can stick the ball in the net as, as well as James himself. So, yeah, he's just a quality, quality player. As long Perfect. as you play him as a midfielder or a 10 and don't stick him on the left wing. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, he would have been very high up on my list if I did one. Um, he seems to suit Angie's style, doesn't he? At the moment, on the few games that we've seen it, hope it continues. The doggy came out better, and this has opened up for Madison. <laughs> A thing of beauty, sheer brilliance from James Madison. Dan, you're number three, please. Yeah, the only one left on my list that we've not talked about, I put number three, and that's Declan Rice. Yep. So, um, <laughs> 105 million is, um, well, it's ridiculous. But um, unfortunately, if you 
want to buy a quality player that someone doesn't want to sell, you have to pay through the nose for them. It's just the way it is. But uh, what I like about it is that uh, Arsenal, they really pushed hard last season to win the Premier League and they fell just short. And they they were short in every sense of the word. So they looked at themselves and how they can improve that team. And they've obviously upgraded that midfield. Uh, no longer that they have Thomas Partey and Granit Xhaka in there, but with Rice, they've brought someone who's uh, box to box, tough tackling, good pass with the ball, and he's going to uh, reinvent that midfield there. So that, that's what I like about that, that transfer. It really gives Arsenal something extra and something to build on to be better. I think that's about perfectly said, to be honest. Anyone else got Rice on their list? Yeah, number two. Yeah, I've got number two as well. Yeah. Anything else to add on to that? I just think he's potentially like whether you know Man City probably will win the league, but Arsenal needed something to you know to give him a chance, and I think Rice is about the best chance they had. Sort of, you know, a big monster in midfield who can sort of boss games for him. Get the ball to Erdegaard and Saka and people like that, but it is the fee is is obviously stupid, but he's, he's still quite young, isn't he? So it's you know, yeah. all in all, I don't think it's that much. Well, it is. No, it is it's ridiculous, <laughs> but but it's less. It's less than uh, Chelsea played for yeah. the other guy, and yeah. Rice has got. A, a lot more sort of proven quality than he does. So, anything else that I want? No, I was, was going to say, I think, yeah, 105 million, as you say, it's a lot of money. But if you're going to buy a, a proven centre midfielder in that's English to play in the Premier League, that's the price you're going to have to pay, isn't it? And yeah, not like they went, um, it's not like Arsenal have gone out and spent a ridiculous amount of money this summer. They just, you know, they got the player that they needed, as Dan says. That will will fill that gap. That's the gap that they were that they had last season, and you know, hopefully, it should be the missing link for them. Really. Yeah. No, can't disagree with that. Did you have a number two? You just said Rice was your number two, wasn't it, Sam? Yeah. Number two for you, Al. Or you yeah, it was Rice as well. Yeah. Rice, and then you've already said a number two, haven't you? Yeah. Yep, I had Ward Prowse at number two, and then. It, Sam's number one. Madison, yeah. Madison. I might as well guess them. Yeah. Mama's DRB. And, what, um, and mine was Madison. There we go. You see, all on the same sort of page with that. We move over to then the top threes then, the three people to watch. I know some have already been mentioned on the top ten, but that's fine. So we'll start this time with Al. Who's your first one to watch? Well, none of mine have been mentioned. I'm quite happy about that. Yeah, that's um, a good start. I've gone with Cole Palmer. Yeah. Um, had a really, really decent pre-season with Man City. And I just it's them it's them selling him and, and Trafford, two young players. And I know they, they seem to sign for now a lot of the time. Whereas I think he's a player that they've let go that could have, you know, been in that Phil Foden kind of role of, well, sort of, you know, built along like Phil Foden has. And I think letting him go could be a big mistake for him. I think if he gets a decent run at Chelsea, hopefully he will. He looks a, he looks a really good player. And he's, yeah. he's young, you know, and he's he, he, he's proven that he can do it already. Because he's, he scored in the 
Charity Shield final, didn't he? Well, Charity Shield, didn't he? Was, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, so. near. And in the, the Super Cup as well. Yeah, yeah. Super Cup. yeah. I'm really surprised they let him go. But, you know, maybe they've got a buyback court, um, clause on him or something, but... Yeah, I, I think, think Chelsea gone. would have gone for that. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe towards the end of his 40-year contract they'll have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a short contract then, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, what about you there, Sam? Uh, I've got him for... Is the Spurs left-back, Undoggy? I've seen a bit of Spurs this season. He looks, yeah. he looks immense, to be honest with you. And admittedly, I think Spurs maybe they're getting a bit over people are getting a bit over the skis about spurs that does not look sound like a spurs fan or anything like that i think to be honest i think you know i'm not going to moan at a a fan base having fun especially as they've they've sold you know harry kane who's like mr spurs (laughs) and i think they'll do well but you know i expect there's some people thinking oh maybe we win the league but Mm, you know i think they don't quite have anyone to replace Kane. You know, Richarlison's not done that well. Uh, maybe Song could do it, but and they brought Johnson from Forest, but he's not really Harry Kane now, is he? So, but yeah, and Doggy looks like I think it was the game against Man United, and he did a burst forward, and he's just he's shouting at more senior players, mm-hmm. you know, to sort of you know get out of his way and things like that, and he just looks. It looks like the you know your modern fullback, you know, up and down, good at defending, good at attacking. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, what about you, you Dan? I know you've got a couple that have been mentioned already, but it's all right. You can just say the name. <laughs> uh, well, no, I'll um, I'll give you a different name. Uh, Louis Sinistera. Oh yeah, on loan from Leeds. Yeah, transfer deadline day. Yeah, I thought he had a, a reasonably good season with Leeds. Uh, struggled to stay fit last season, which I think really hurt the team, actually. Because uh, he was the one that seemed like he was um, really threatening the defences, uh, getting a few goals, and he got six goals in 21 games last season. Uh, coming off the left wing, I think he's the probably a one to watch in a, in a Bournemouth team that tends to play a bit more of a counter-attacking style. I think he fit in pretty well with that. So uh, I like the signing. No, well said. You're number two there, Al? Uh, well, I've actually gone with Johnson going to Spurs from Forest. Big price tag. Um, but they needed a striker because Rich Allison is absolutely yeah. shite <laughs> when you see him play. Yeah. Um, I think with the attacking, uh, with Madison's son setting him up, I, I think you'll get quite a few goals. Might be wrong, you know, might be a flop. But... I don't think he's ever going to fill, as Sam says, he's never going to fill that Kane role of what Kane did. But maybe different style of play. Mm. You, you don't need your striker to drop back and collect the ball. Go and go score, go forward and score goals. And I think he'll do all right there. So I think he's one to watch for this season. Mm. Yeah, I think so. With a um, sort of a better team, it's the progression up. He just needs to be a bit more accurate with his with his shooting. I think. Yeah, he needs to score more to do a real good job there but no i think that's another one for the future good one to build on sam uh just players who've made, been mentioned duka and uh, dr yeah. are the two i, I pulled so okay no problem 
No problem. Dan. Yeah, we mentioned a couple of mine, but I'll try and give you a different name. Uh, Anthony Alanga. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it was sort of on the cusp at Man United last season. It was getting regular game time. Um, though they're not starting, not playing 90 minutes necessarily. Uh, but just to be in around uh, that Man United squad with that depth shows that he's obviously got a bit about him. And already at Forest, you're starting to see he's uh, very dangerous playing on the counter. He's uh, getting a bit less attention. Um, and he he just looks like a threat every time he gets in, doesn't he? So um, yeah, I think he's going to be uh, trying to fill the boots of Brennan Johnson. I think he's going to get the opportunity there. Yeah, that's a good one. Final one now, I think. Well, I've um, gone for comedy value for this one. I've gone for the Man United goalkeeper, Anana. I think <laughs> I, I watched something the other day. I don't know why I was watching it. And it was a comparison between De Gea and Anana. And about uh, it was a Man United fan sort of trying to say why this goalkeeper was better than De Gea. And yet, his, I think he had six clean sheets last season. Yeah. Uh, in an Inter Milan team that finished third in the league, whereas De Gea had something like 20, 26 or something. I can't remember what it was. Won the Golden Glove, mate. Yeah, he won the Golden Glove. I just think they brought in a goalkeeper that, yeah, he's good with his feet, but, I mean, he was lobbed in one of his opening games. <laughs> I don't see... I don't, I don't see this great goalkeeper that, I think that they think they've got. He looks like he's a bit of a liability. And that defence is shaky at times anyway. So, yeah, I think De Gea was a, you know, I, I don't think he, he was only 31 and he was a really good player for him. I think they stuck with him when he was a bit dodgy at the start and he's come through, he came through and he was brilliant. And I think letting him go was a bit of a mistake. It's a strange one, wasn't it? They sort of yeah. let him go and then they sort of kept ringing him. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we might offer you a deal. <laughs> And then and then he accepted their deal, and then they said, "Oh, you know that deal? Well, yeah. it's off the table now." And it's yeah, like, now it's half. It's not the best way of doing business, is it? Really? And it's a joke. It's poor. Of you know, I, I totally agree. I'm one of the few that agree with me. I I I think part of a goalkeeper is to keep goals away. And yes, yeah. he made a, a few high level mistakes. But that's because there's no trust with the defence. Mm. Because, United. you know, they like say, oh, isn't he brilliant? Because he goes out and screams at his defenders. Well, no. <laughs> like, you know, organise your defence better, like beforehand, and then, you know, stop the ball from going in the net. But, I, yeah, yeah, I think it's a bit of a liability. Yeah. I agree. Sam, I mean, you said you're... Oh, you're yeah. To, yeah. Just all... All players we've talked about. Yeah, no worries. And Dan. Yeah, that's one for me then. And it, it really dovetails into everything else just said nicely. Um and for Johnny Evans. Uh, <laughs> just, it's, it's, a, it's a one year deal and is yeah. is a he's a good player. He's not got too much left in his legs, but he knows the position at centre back better than the most. He's really well organized, really professional. If anyone can help save and lead this defense it's him so i think yeah. that's just it's going to be an interesting story to watch unfold this season um either man united i mean they look they look like they're at sea all at sea in defense Maguire can't get a sniff which is probably a good thing um martinez 
he was pretty good last season, but he's had a bad start this year. And then Varane I, just doesn't seem interested to me. And then, like you say, with the keeper, he's a bit of a liability. It's just a recipe for disaster. And I think bringing Evans in could uh, offer them a little bit more stability if he um, probably not probably not play every week, but um, if he does start to form partnerships with the players, starts to teach them the position um, and cause it's all when, it, when you send it back it's how you position with each other yeah. you have to be on the same wavelength and I think that's what you might help them bring no that's a good one there mate a bit left field I was actually thinking as well Amrabat to my news bit just about keeping him fit mm. whenever I've seen him he's been out looked outstanding I'd have thought he would have fitted into Liverpool's mid midfield when they were looking and failed um, attempts from getting Lavia and Casado, but um, obviously he had his heart set on on Manu. But yeah, I, I think um, just going back to Johnny Evans, I think someone with that sort of experience, he obviously Manu was where he spent a lot of his career. Obviously not playing tremendous amount amount of time, but yeah, it's a good it's a good good solid free free transfer, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, very good. Okay, now, obviously, when the transfer window started, I didn't think it was going to be a high, sort of a high feed one. I didn't think there was going to be that much spent. But obviously, there's been a bit of an invasion by uh, another league that has sort of given all these clubs a bit more money and lost a few players and people are getting a bit, bit worried. I mean, what what was your opinion then with all the players that have gone? Are we should we should we as the Premier League be be, be worried or is Europe be worried with what's going on with a lot of the players going or is this just going to be part and parcel for the next three to four decades? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll start off with Dan on this one. What's your opinion with the Saudi Pro League, basically? I'm in the minority, I think, with this one, but I think it's a good thing. The uh, reason I say that is that there's almost uh, an existing problem in the game where you've got your top teams like, uh, say, for example, Chelsea, Man United, Barcelona, Real Madrid, where they'll decide the players they want to bring in and then they'll they'll pay loads of money for them, put them on a massive wage. And then two to three years later, their form dips, they're not getting in the team and they're no longer needed by the clubs. And it's really hard to move on these players that are on such a massive wage. And I think the natural place for them to go is Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Al, what's your opinion on it all? Now, I agree with Dan on that, actually, because, you know, and I think it's, it's also going to be one of those where, like with DRB, had the chance of going to Saudi Arabia on much more a lot more money um, instead went into went to Aston Villa. So I think you're going to see players that do want to play for the sake of the game and winning, you know, the trophies that they can, or they want to do it for the money. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the same as, you know, when players used to go to um, Japan or China or America, you know, it, it's just a new superpower. It's just a new place where players are going to earn a lot of money. Um, I think the only thing I'm annoyed about is that the fact that we Newcastle only got 25 million for uh, Sir Maximan, you know, our, you know, and then people were investigating it, and 
think, well, <laughs> hold on a minute. It's 25 million for, a, you know. So I think, it, yeah, there's a lot of money. But as Dan said, it, it, if you can shift these players on that on the from the big contracts, why not? It's going to help. You've, you've also touched on the worrying part of it. The players that are young and in their prime and they're moving to the next big club. If they're having their heads turned by Saudi Arabia and that instead they're going to take the money, not for footballing reasons, that's that's the big worry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because there's not been too many young players that have gone. Uh, I think it was just was it ne- is it Neves um, um, from yeah. Jota's gone. I Jota. think there was one from Celtic. However, that's an interesting story because he's already bit fell and fallen out with the club, and he's not been included in their squad full stop so he could be on the way back very sure quickly money. sure that, so that money will help him sleep safe at night <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i see both sides of the the argument here i don't i think we've got to look at ourselves as well as a league i'll come to you in a minute on this sam right the premier league have done exactly what what the saudi league have did about yeah. 20 odd years ago they've bought you know lord um the top european players from from clubs just out purchase them out could out sort of um give them higher wages i think if there's some sort of regulation i don't see that being to be honest let's be honest they're going to do what they're going to do it's you know saudi arabia will find loopholes of, of of doing stuff so even if they are regulated they'll find find a way of getting these players and at the end of the day it's another place for for big names to go you then got cultural signings you've got people like Mane, Mares, who are already massive in those continents anyway Salah as well he'll leave in the, in the summer because he's, he's just huge and it would just be a way to to further the the league as a whole isn't it to have these yeah. bigger names it's going to happen I think we've just got to if it's regulated sensibly then we, we should be all right I think we've got to be more careful about what we do what us as a Premier League does really look at ourselves because <laughs> The Premier League didn't just get to the level that they were just through just hard work and everything. They just out or everyone, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's be, be honest with it. Well, you look at like when Abramovich first came at Chelsea and they were just throwing money around because there was no financial fair play. So they're doing, the Saudis are doing exactly what Chelsea did and exactly yeah. what Man City did. You know, and now we've got financial fair play. You can't do that anymore. But the Saudis yeah. haven't got that. So why not? Why not spend the money? Sam, your opinion on it? I think most of the young players are still going to go to a, a more competitive league at the moment. You know, you, you never know five, ten years' time. Because I, th- I expect the silly money at the moment is only for, you know, your Neymars, your Manes. Mm. Not that a young player going to Saudi won't get well paid, but he'll get well paid going to a Premier League team or Real Madrid, Barcelona, something like that. Uh, it's just you, you can't know at the moment because obviously there was the Chinese League not so long ago and people were saying the same thing with that and it kind of fell on its arse. Mm. I think there's a bit more money yeah. in the bank with the Saudi League, but it's still, it's got, it, it can't be just, you know, it's got to work to some degree, hasn't it? I think there's more of a football culture in Saudi Arabia, so. Whereas in China, you're trying to sort of make a league out of a sport that's not necessarily a national sport, where I think in Saudi Arabia, you know, 
we saw them at the World Cup. That you know they are football mad country. So I think at the moment, if the you know if there's a good young player, if he goes to Saudi, it probably means he's he's maybe not backing himself enough there. Because, but I th also I expect most of the other leagues in the world look at the Premier League and think the same thing. It's like we can't compete with you. Yeah. You know you've got players. You know, no offence, but Bournemouth can pretty much outbid everyone except Barca, Barca Real and Bayern Munich and PSG pretty much. Like, you know, you've got players, I think it was the a guy from Roma who in January was like kicking up a fuss because he wanted to go to Bournemouth. And yeah. it's like... What uh, were you going to say there, Dan? I just wanted to throw a little bit of a counter argument. So when it comes yeah. to some of the younger players in their prime that are being having their heads turning going out there for money, one of the ones that really struck me as interesting was um, Cooley Barley, who left Chelsea, mm -hmm. who was a uh, top defender for them really last season. But and he um, was quite honest when, when he made the move. He said, "Did I do it for the money?" I did. Yeah. Um, reason being that. Back in Senegal, I'm going to be building hospitals with that money. I'm going to be building um, facilities for my friends and family, mm -hmm. and it's going to have a positive impact for generations. Also, uh, I'm a Muslim. It's an easy transition for me and my family. Mm. So he was really positive about the move. And like I say, I like I love the honesty around it as well. I think Sadio Mane is the same. I think yeah. he's got yeah. football schools, and I think he's just said he, the money's just going to be towards that i'm already rich as it is already so it's but no it, it's a very interesting um argument you could look at it sort of on one side of it being this terrible thing that's just going to destroy football and there it goes you know the next next year we're going to have no players everyone's just going to move over to saudi arabia but you've got to look on a more balanced view and i think if you look on it on a more pragmatic view with things and it's about you know i mean for example benningham could have gone in the summer there yeah. if he wanted to i mean they had mbappe say that didn't they put in a massive bid and he just went <laughs> no thank you see you in a bit and he would have been a more a billionaire in a, in a year so but so i think that i mean the top players are already earning you know mbappe's already you know he's already multi multi-millionaire so yeah it's it's unlikely they could offer him anything that it's like well i'm gonna well, i don't know about end my career because it's uh, you know it's a bit early to be saying stuff like that but a lot of the other big names they're sort of like 29 30 plus so and, and like dan said you know like players like Mares, mane for them moving to saudi arabia it's not really a probably a culture shock whereas mm. Maybe someone like Jordan Henderson, and I think that's the problem is he should maybe have been a bit more honest, saying, you know, yeah. well, you know, he said, oh, it's not about the money. And she's like, come on, mate. Yeah, it, but he got himself, he got himself into all sorts of things with things he said before, hasn't he? And then suddenly this offer's come up. So I think with Henderson though, like this, you know, with leaving Liverpool, where was he going to go? Like, it's a weird one for that because you kind of think, well. He's been playing in a team challenging for titles <clears throat> at his age where would he go that he's gonna you know that he's gonna enjoy or he's, he's gonna be on that same level i can't imagine where he would have gone in the premier league so you think well with someone like henderson yeah just go and take the money like 
And you say, you say something. If he if he'd been more honest about it, and just said, well, you know, I'm not going to get this anywhere else. May as well go and do it. Well, so I think some people, you know, because of the stances he's taken before, some people are never going to, you know, they're going to go against him, whatever he says. But there's other people who, like, you know, like I don't, you know, you're clearly going for the money, mate. You're getting, oh yeah, it's just a stupid amount of money, and that's, you know, some people say that's, you know, a bit dodgy. But some people say that's fair enough, you know. You, you're allowed to get as much money as you can while you while your career's still alive. So, but it's, I think that's it, the thing as well, isn't it? It's like you know, a footballer, majority of footballers won't earn any money when they retire. You know, in, unless they're getting in the commentary game or the pundit or whatever, the majority of players aren't going to. So, you know, they go and earn that money so that the rest of their life they can live this lavish lifestyle that they've had as a footballer and not need to make any more money for the rest of their lives. Just easy. Just wait, you know, at 35, not to earn any money after that, you know, who could say that they wouldn't go and have one massive big payday? It's difficult, isn't it? I think, you know, if someone was offered what Jordan Henderson was offered, yeah, not many people could turn it down, could they, really? Realistically, mm-hmm. he doesn't, you know, he doesn't need the money. He's probably been earning God knows how much from Liverpool for 10 years. So, but. And someone's offering you, I don't know how much they're getting, two hundred thousand pound a week. They're just like, yeah. Well, I'm sure this will go on and go on in over Christmas as well. I'm sure when we do another one of these, <laughs> no doubt we'll be having an interesting debate. Now, Pep Guardiola has warned European clubs to expect more players to depart for big money offers in Saudi Arabia. Speaking in Seoul, where Manchester City are preparing to face Atletico Madrid tomorrow, Guardiola also said Saudi clubs have changed the transfer market and are here to stay. The comments came after Riyad Mahrez left City to join Al Ahly yesterday. But moving on, I just thought we'd just go around sort of the world a bit with another leagues, obviously, just to give out a few other transfers, your quick opinion on them. Harry Kane, thank God that got over the line. God, yeah. Oh, I mean, it just got a bit too much, didn't it? Just the update of it all, just bloody well signing up. <laughs> just accept the offer if it's just one. <laughs> I think it was you, Alan, wasn't it? That was saying you had about had about enough of it. Uh, I, I I couldn't see it happening. I just didn't think it happened. I was so glad it did. Because I think I think he just would have wasted his. You know, he needs he needs trophies. He'll get that buy in. He started well mm-hmm. for them, but notice that their their front uh, their attacking players don't really like passing the ball much. When I watched <laughs> when I watched, it's like pass him the ball for God's sake. He'll put it in the net for you, and then shooting all over the place so it's very it's very different very different vibe to Tottenham he won't get the ball quite as much as he as he did at Tottenham but hey, it's a great signing for him and I think it's a good signing for him as well yeah anything to add there Dan I thought uh, Tottenham are really risky with the way they did the business there telling down all these offers for someone that's in the final year of the contract because mm. It didn't look like he, they wanted to sell into any of the Premier League clubs. All the no. power was with the player if he didn't want to leave Spurs. So um, I thought they were very lucky to get that kind of price with a fourth bid from Bayern. I thought they were very patient with them. 
as well, because I think Bayern actually said this was my my last bid, and that was their second bid or third. Bid. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I just thought it just the whole process was just so dragged out, and I just thought this is tip Spurs written all over it. It's just gonna get to the stage where I can't find them. Get you know, can't spend the money on a replacement, so I won't bother selling him, risk it. I mean, what did you think to the whole um, debacle? Well, I think some didn't Kane say something about. If it's not done by the start of the season, then I'm not go- I'm not going. Yeah. And then it got done just in time. So maybe that was the, the final straw that sort of made Spurs go all right. But maybe not me. You know, that's what what I've heard about Leaf is he always leaves it very late to get things done, so he can try and get the price as high as it can. Yeah. To be honest, they've got a massive amount of money for a 29 year old with one year on his contract. And he probably does make their team a bit weaker, but like we were saying, with Madison, the wet areas Madison plays in, Kane tends to play in those same areas, and I think it 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 had to happen. Spurs needed to move on from Kane because he he wasn't going to sign a new contract. So mm. you're best off just sort of like, all right, we've got 100 million or whatever they got, and admittedly, whether they've brought an adequate replacement, maybe not yet, but. They've, they've definitely looked positive so far. So, and I'm I'm glad for Kane because you know it's his last chance to sort of maybe win something, and he should probably win the at least win the German league. And maybe Bayern are probably the best sort of over the maybe Real Madrid best team to challenge Man City in the Champions League as well. So. We have to see how they go on because I think too short at the moment's uh, yeah, yeah. on a bit of a tightrope as most yeah. fine managers are. I think lose a couple of games and the job's on the line, isn't it? Moving on swiftly to Jude Bellingham, then Real Madrid. Your thoughts on that one, Al? He's something else, isn't he? He's just, he's just something else. He's just, I mean, I don't think I've ever, I've not been this excited from a young England player for a long time. I mean, he just looks brilliant. And he's, you know, the fact that he's played in two of the biggest leagues in the world and absolutely shone is just, uh, you know, you, you worry sometimes with players, like with English players going to Real Madrid, you know, that, that they might not necessarily cut it. They might, you know, might, might struggle a little bit. The fans can get in their back if they don't, if they're not doing it straight away. And already he's just looking brilliant in that midfield. And it's a young midfield, isn't it, at Real? So, yeah. you know, that's that looks like something special for years to come. But, yeah, he's a great player, isn't he? Liverpool think... could have had him, couldn't you? If you <laughs> if you'd put that 100 million in that you did have. <laughs> this is what you could have won. <laughs> yeah, if you put that 100 million and you put him for Quesado into Big <laughs> Bang, you would have had him. <laughs> uh, just dig that knife in deeper. <laughs> Uh, what about you then, Dan? Uh, to be honest, Al's put it really well there. Um, only thing I can think to add is um, he's, he's a young man and he's, he's already moved to Germany, moved to Spain, and he's, um, he's not really phased by the change of culture, is he? He just laps it up, loves it. So, yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to watch, isn't it? He's a great player, great person. Great start to his tenure there, isn't it? I think it's something like five goals in four games. Yeah. Brilliant. Anything else to add there, Sam? Just his age. 
he's only just 20 as well and he's already you know he's already had three clubs birmingham city retired his shirt which is a bit stupid but and then he's been star player at well one of the star players at dortmund with harland and now he's pretty much already the star player at pretty much like the biggest club in the world really isn't it so yeah another bellingham was on the move as well i think job's moved from birmingham to sunderland poor lad think of that think oh. of that where would you rather live madrid or <laughs> he may as well just retire and go and be and, and go and work for jude bellingham <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you think he's going to go ready, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've got some um, interesting signings, which I'll put as a bit of the old uh, obscure, like the VAR at the bar, good, bad, obscure. We we'll start off with Uigi has gone to Forest, along with everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Loftus cheek to Milan, which I thought was a little bit. Bit of a left field one. Nathan Tenement to Lev Bayern Leverkusen. So he was the guy Southampton did well at Burnley, I think, last year. Went there for 25 mil. Romeo went to Barcelona. So this is Romeo X Southampton. Oh, yeah. Someone Al would know from his Newcastle days, Yosselu to Real Madrid. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> And he scored an overhead kick. It looks amazing now. See, this is what happens to go to Newcastle in the olden days. Obviously, saw how yeah. how to slum it, and now. It... <laughs> I mean, he's, he's been, he was called up to Spain, I think, wasn't he? Yeah. Well? yeah, yeah, yeah. He flopped at Stoke. <laughs> and this is one that is a favourite one for VAR at the bar, and this is uh, Chumba Akram. Um, a little quote that Neil Warnock I've, I've, gave. I've read this. <laughs> this was actually from Dan Sentliet. So, to get 12.2 million for Chumba is a bloody miracle. So, well done to him. I hope Ajax haven't brought him to play up front because he'll be back in England or somewhere else next year. <laughs> <laughs> then I've got Billy Sharp to LA Galaxy. So this is interesting because he left Sheffield United and then the guy Ndai was going to take his number 10 shirt, but then he moved to Marseille <laughs> like a couple of days afterwards. And there's this, this whole thing of like a coronation of the shirt being passed on to Ndai and then he just went the next day. And then and Cameron Archer's price went up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andy Carroll, he's at AIM, which is a second division French team. He just wanted to live in France, didn't he? <laughs> Obviously, that's that's the truth, yeah. Romanu Lukaku's moved to Roma on loan. I find that an odd one because he didn't get on with Jose when they were at Man United together. I know no one really gets on with him anyway, with both of them. No. <laughs> I just find it quite bizarre, to be honest. On the other on the other side, he was going to move to Juventus, which are Inter's arch ne nemesis. And their ultras said you're not you're not coming to us, so he didn't go. <laughs> and um last one I got is Kieran Tini 
to Rail Sociedad on loan. So that's a, an, another odd one, really, from Arsenal to Rail Sociedad. Not sure whether they're in the Champions League, actually. But, um, but yeah, that, that's that's my lot, anyway, of, of sort of strange transfers. And, oh, yeah, one more. Where uh, Real Madrid's number one keeper. You know who he is? That's Kepa, isn't it? It is Kepa. I know loan from Chelsea. <laughs> He's got a very good agent. <laughs> <laughs> right then, guys, that's the lot for this this episode. Uh, just do my socials whilst whilst we're there, and that is on Twitter or X. That is VAR at the bar twenty twenty two, or you can email us. We wouldn't mind having an email on your top tens. And that would be to be out at the bar 2020 at gmail.com. Would you three like to add anything else to it? No. No, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure, gents. Thank you very much. And Thank I shall you. see you soon. Thanks, brothers. Take care, yeah. guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.